Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer, and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's version of Raising Expectations. Once again, we're so glad you're with us because you're the reason we're here. We know the, the Lord Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and we love to watch him work on our lives in this world, and he's got a whole lot of things going on, and we love to share that with you because he can lift your spirits in every single thing you do, every step of the way, each and every day. So tonight, we've got a great program for you, anxious to share with you. You know the team will be missing Ron Greer today. Uh, Ron had an emergency in his family, uh, the loss or graduation of a, of a dear friend, so we just found out this afternoon, so he, he sends his best, and he'll be back with us next week. So we'll look forward to that. Also, we have with us, as you know, on our team, I'm Joe Schofield. What a pleasure it is to be with you each week and more of a pleasure to introduce to you some of the most wonderful people I've ever known after 50 years as a pastor. These are the top of the mark for you. Can't wait for you to greet again Dr. Paul Hall from Long Polk, California, who is a, amen, who is a retired pastor, a theologian, a teacher. Everybody loves Paul Hall, and he is a he theologues every day along the way. And uh, it was a good week to theologue, right, Paul? Great week. Great, great, great. Lots going on. That's right. Amen. So Paul's with us all the way from Longpoke, Southern California. I'm coming to you from Northern California right now, the Sacramento area. And then also on the other side of the country, all the way from Georgia, we have uh, two of our favorite people in the world. We have Stephanie and Dr. Craig Thayer. Stephanie uh, is a health and wellness coach. This couple loves the Lord Jesus Christ, and as the, everybody tries and shares to do, he shines through them each and every day. Everyone who meets them goes away a better person, preferably as we all want to do, because the love of Christ shines through them. Stephanie helps people know what to eat, how to eat, inclusive of fudge at Christmas. She's our favorite. And also with that, we have Dr. Dr. Uh, Craig, who we call Tank. I said that the other day, and I lost somebody. They asked me, Tank, do you watch the History Channel? I said, no, 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 not Tanks. Tank, that's his nickname. He's a great guy. You're going to enjoy meeting him. He is a surgeon. He's a trauma surgeon. And, uh, you know, God takes people and hitches their lives together, like the one you're going to meet tonight as our guest. Tank's another one of these. He's one who has the heart that loves and cares for people like we all want to do. And he went on to become a surgeon who put the heart with the surgeon and um, every time he would operate on somebody, he would say, like he said to us, 
I have a life in my hands and he would give it to the Lord. And that's the way he takes care of people. He's a very, very special man, as is his wife, Stephanie. And we love and appreciate him. And their boys, all the way from Dalton, Georgia. So we've got uh, the Georgia Peach with us and uh, the Peach Keeper. So that's a good thing. We're all together on that one. So now our guest, uh, our regular Ron Greer, who's not with us, he's from Texas, as you all know. And uh, our special guest tonight, she's also from Texas. I think the best name for her, what do you all think, folks, is what the tag she goes by, the Texas Renaissance Woman. She was named this by many of her friends, and she's a, a graduate, I believe, of Dallas Baptist University. She is a, a specialist with the FBI and uh, counterterrorism, and she's done so many things. So when she looks through the TV show tonight, be sharp. <laughs> she knows what she's looking at. So, But she really loves the Lord, and where she goes, she leaves the light. Uh, she, she met a, an elderly man once in a coffee shop, and mm-hmm. she went over to this elderly man and shared with him what a blessing he was. He just lit up, and so she knows the value of letting older people share their stories and uh, what that means, because God takes us all down our life road. And when he does, he's ready for us to share that with others, not in our strength, but in his strength. And she just brings that out of people. So would you welcome with us tonight, all of us, let's get ready. Again, Stephanie, I got to get that drum roll tape. Maybe you can help me find one of those. We need a drum roll tape. Let's welcome Janine Cunnell with us all the way from Weatherford, Fort Worth, Texas. Janine, welcome to Raising Expectations. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Joe. You know, I have to say something right quick about Hank. Uh, I sort of had a flashback. Um, Being a trauma surgeon, you'll understand this. When I was in a head-on collision, someone hit me at approximately 101 miles an hour uh, head-on. And there was, uh, you can imagine the horrific explosion uh, to my surprise, it was on a Sunday at noon. I always thought, well, I go to bed at 830 at night, so I don't ever need to worry about being in a wreck. But this person was drunk from the night before. And you know what? You know what, Hank, what keeps me going today? It's it was my trauma surgeon when when they brought me back to life and they fill, filled my lungs with air and did whatever you do. I remember the trauma surgeon coming and patting me on the head at the hospital and looking at me and he uh, whispered in my ear and he said, young lady, I have been a trauma surgeon for 30 years. And let me tell you, no one gets hit hit at hundred miles an hour and survives. The fact that you're here, young lady means that your mission is not over. And so at 56 years old, I realized that my mission wasn't over. And so here's the point. If we're still here, our mission isn't over. And so, you know, I coming from the FBI, Pastor Joe, I was thinking today, why, why is it that when I was with the FBI, I had so much confidence? Like, why is it that you walk in the room with your head high and you're like, I've arrived, everybody stand down, you know, the we're here to protect you and serve you. And you know, all that malarkey. And I kept thinking, I kept thinking, why is that? And it's because we knew who we were. Mm -hmm. And I think if you translate that into what you and Dr. Paul know and what Stephanie and, and Hank know at the end of the day, if you know who you are, then you can walk in confidence. 
And I think that's what's missing today. There are so many people when I speak that have no confidence, they can't, they feel like their life is over or they lost their job or everybody's leaving them. And what I have, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't have any confidence and they just let themselves dwindle down. Well, today we're going to help everyone know who they are. Amen. Amen. That's great. That's great. Amen. Thank you for the compliment. You make me tear up this time. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it, you would be surprised what when he was giving your intro, what the words that you say and your actions do for someone, yeah. e- even if it's just a small little sentence and whispering in someone's ear. That I mean, actually, that is what made me the so-called what magazines and people have called, you know, tagged me as a Renaissance woman. That's how I remade myself uh, was from those those words when I was at the most at the depths of despair. And he whispers and says, your mission's not over, young lady. The fact that he called me young lady was pretty awesome. <laughs> but but um, yeah, I think that that's what. That is what spurred me into, you know, I wrote the, uh, a book called The Overcomers, which was written based on my experiences at the FBI and the confidence that we had on our squad, uh, our intelligence squad, and how we knew that we knew that everybody brought a skill set to the table and we were going to catch the bad guys. And everybody respected everybody else's skill. Nobody was jealous of anyone else's skill. Uh, because we knew that each person was a rock star and prepared their whole life for what we were doing that day. There was a convergence of all of us sitting around the table saying, okay, you bring your skill to the table. How are we going to eliminate the bad guy? Mm -hmm. And I love, love translating that into the spiritual world and into the Christian world. You know, how, how is it that we have allowed ourselves to um, focus on the negative and get distraught and keep our eyes on the news media and on the drama in the world. All of that is a distraction by the enemy to keep us from walking in our confidence. So that's kind of what I've been thinking about all day. I, why I was so confident and why I'm so confident today. And I can tell you, it's, it's the fact that I know the, um, the blessing that I carry inside of me when I release it to the elderly in the coffee shop or the women uh, in the uh, knitting club or the quilting club, and I let the blessing that I carry be released because I'm confident in who dwells in me. My confidence is not based on my age or what I can do or my, the color of my skin or the color of my hair. It's based on who's who's. I am. And when I release that and it changes people's life, you can't help but just be on top of the world. Because when someone cries, it's when someone cries and they come up and hug you and say, You've changed my life. I believe that I I have a purpose in life. And thank you for noticing me. And I'm not invisible like I always thought I was. And you know, just all of that stuff, it, that's part of what brings confidence. So so thank you, Doc, for what you do and for the praying for people. And and even if it's in a in a way when they don't hear it, I know that you're ministering to their spirits. So I've experienced it myself. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's a blessing. I, I, I got here before I was even born. So having been 
an orphan for nine months and, and uh, adopted um, was a miracle. So getting to where I am before That's awesome. I was born. Providence Street, right? Is that the one said? Yeah. Providence Street. There we go, Tay. That's awesome. And you know, it's funny. We took a road trip um, about a week and a half ago, and we got in this area in North Carolina, and every road was like Providence West and Providence South. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> that was kind of fun. You're in the right place. <laughs> you know what's amazing about you, Deneen, is you, you live this life, that was almost like an alter character because you couldn't tell people what you did, but you still had full grasp of who you were. Yeah, that's that's amazing. If you look at actors and actresses, they lose themselves sometimes in those characters and they never come back. Uh-huh. It's amazing that you kept that grip on who you were. You know, that's God. That's God. That's right, man. It really is. You know, but I was thinking about, um, when athletes um, are preparing for like the Super Bowl, they make a plan and they pre-play their future. Uh, when FBI folks uh, know that they've got to deal with darkness and how to eliminate that and bring safety to the American people, we prepare and we pre-play our future. And in the military, do the same thing. I'm sure doctors probably do the same. In fact, probably a minister probably does the same thing, right? Before you prepare yourself and then you pre-play what the Holy Spirit has given you to speak. And so, and, and you, you prepare before you deploy. And so that's what I do every day. I prepare before I deploy myself into the world because I know that it's not very, uh, it's not so great right now and there's a lot of negativity. So I have to prep before I deploy. And so it's just a consistent thing. I think I've told you before. I mean, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I say, good morning, Lord. And I throw my hands in the air and I'm like, my answer is yes. <laughs> Whatever you need today, the answer is yes. And that just kind of deploys me in a forward way to not be uh, hindered by the uh, chaos and the distractions of the world. I kind of am forward deployed with a mission. And so it's kind of, and then when you see the responses of people, I mean, you know how it is when you remember when we took off our mask and then we started smiling at people and it changed people's lives again. And uh, I think that's the whole reason they were trying to keep us from doing all that is because we wanted to be separated I live on a ranch and I know that the mountain lions and the coyotes work to separate my goats so that they can get one off by themselves and they can take them out. So, so that's why we need to all lock arms and be on a squad together and everybody pull their resources and their skill sets together. And we, uh, what is the, uh, we, what is the scripture that says we, do what our father is doing and we say what our father is saying so we can't lose if we do that john 13 yeah you see jesus said amen he says what the father gives him to say and we all got a great game plan what do you think paul i know well, <laughs> i was sitting here theologuing and one of the things that came to my mind is that this this topic that janine has uh, brought to us about confidence uh it has to do with maturity in the Lord, I think. There's a lot 
that has to do with that, you know, as we grow. Uh, I remember uh, pastoring and when I would uh, bring up the topic of spiritual warfare, it was all of a sudden it was like deer in the headlights, you know, like, oh, you know, what spiritual warfare, what's he talking about? Yeah. Um, but it's very real according to what Paul taught in Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, I saw this meme not too long ago and it said, uh, Satan saw me with on my knees and with my head down and he thought he had me until he heard me say amen. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's a, there's a lot to that to draw analogies and Janine, maybe you can, I, I appreciate what you had to say about this to draw analogies from what you were experiencing and a team working together, uh, to have your game plan to, to make sure everybody's on the same page and then to go out and to execute that plan. And then you said that you may, you transfer that into the spiritual life. Um, elaborate on that a little bit for us. Could you do that? How, how, how do you do that? How do you personally do that? Uh, how do you teach other people to do that? And are they receptive to it? Okay. So I'll tell you how people are receptive first. Let's start there. Okay. I um, spoke to uh, a group of women last week and I asked everyone to raise their hand in the audience that was over 80 years old. The entire 200 and something people were over 80 years old. <laughs> and so I instantly knew where, where I could help them learn how to work together. And what I did is I said, what I want you to do is I want you to go back and pull pictures over the last 60 years. If you have pictures, most of them had pictures. And I want you to lay them out in a line. And then I want you to look from beginning to end. And I want you to think of the moments of each one of those pictures. And then I want you to sit up and say, thank you, Lord, that every one of these activities prepared me for the woman I am today. Amen. And what my mission is. And I want you to look at the woman next to you. And then I want the tables to talk about what their mission is based on the convergence of everything they've done for the last 60 years. It was absolutely amazing because they started realizing what their strengths were. Mm -hmm. And when you realize your strength and that someone is sitting next to you that has a completely different strength, they couldn't stop talking. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many women are writing me saying, you just, I'm a widow. I just needed to know that I had something still going for me. So now they form, they're forming these little clubs <laughs> based on what their uh, mission is. And everybody brings something different to the table. So you can do it. I know that seems random, but you can do it in any facet of your life. And I do it everywhere I go. If it's, if it's at the place where I take my grandsons to music lessons and everybody's sitting around in the room playing on their phones, I ask a question sitting to the person sitting next to me, asking them what their dream is. And they always look at me like, dream about what? I don't have any dreams. That's kind of a random question. Yeah. and why they have that dream. And next thing you know, there's probably seven people in the lobby all discussing what their superpowers are, what their strengths are. And then it gives everybody a confident place to build the relationship without looking at your neighbor thinking, 
they're younger than me, they're prettier than me, they're probably more educated than me. They, it, it removes all of that. And so that's how I do it practically in real life. Uh, I, because I'm an explorer and an adventurer, I just explode with that everywhere I go. So I can't hardly help myself. I mean, I even started uh, getting up at 4.30 in the morning and going to the what we have in Texas. I don't know if you'll have this, but it's called Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA. FCA. So I started going to the FCA meetings. I thought, hey, if I try to get in there as a Christian, that probably won't work because they'll want everybody to sign waivers. But if I go in an organization that's already established, that just so happens to be Christian, and it worked. I started going in and I'm uh, going in with 11 and 12 year olds in a middle school. And that's exactly what I'm teaching them. I'm teaching them that every one of you have a specialty. Every one of you have a superpower. You have something that makes you unique. And when they learn that, I'm telling you, we went from 22 kids to last week, we had 75 kids. And I'm talking about 11 and 12 year olds that don't drive. So they had to get up early in the morning and beg their mom and dad to take them to school. You you can transfer. So so, Doc, what I'm saying is you can transfer that into anything that you do in life, because if you look at someone and let them know that they have something to offer and they bring something to the table and it's not all about you and about because it's hard when you're a movie star or a doctor or a pastor or somebody that everybody perceives to be all of that. Uh, and then when you explain to them that you're just a regular person like the rest of them that just happened to realize what your superpower is and you use it. They're like, wow, that's so easy. And so anyway, now I've got all these little, you know, little kids, I call them little kids, but they're not little kids anymore. In my generation, they were little kids, 11 years old, but not in this generation. Different world. world, What do you think, Steph? Different world. How about your guys? You got two great champion boys, like she says there. (laughs) <laughs> they're, and they're huge. They're man children. Um, I'm like, <laughs> um, and they eat three three dinners a night, pretty much. Um, I wrote that down. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. That's a great yeah. idea. And when you were talking, it made me think. You know, people often ask me what I do in health coaching. That could mean a lot of things. And I always tell people I help them be the best version of themselves. Well, a lot of people end up coaching with me, and that. My favorite question is, if you could do anything, what would you do? And almost no one knows. They stopped dreaming somewhere. Like someone told them things that weren't true. Now they believe these false truths, whatever. And it's so fun to watch people slowly change and go, well, you know, if I could, I want a petting zoo. I mean, the things that people tell me, I mean, they're just really random, but specific to their personality. And I think if we can bring that hope back to people that you're, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be like him. I'm never going to be like him. Right. Like, but what is the gifting that God gave me to? And I think that is so powerful. I don't know that I've ever had that conversation with a stranger. So I'm totally going to work on that and report back to you. (laughs) There you go. You know, it's kind of easy because people always ask me what I do or what I used to do. So it's very easy to use something like the FBI because everybody has a perception of that, but a lot of that perception is wrong, but nonetheless, they have a perception. 
And so what I'm telling the, the, the teens that I'm working with as I'm, when you give them their hope and you ask them what they do and what their superpower is, I translate it into the fact that I tell them what it's like to go on a top classified mission and that God has a classified top mission for them. And they're like, really, what is it? And I'm like, well, you got to read the, uh, you got to read the ops manual. And they're like, what's that? <laughs> and so then we bought them all Bibles. And so now they're all reading the ops to figure out what, what their classified is. <laughs> that is so amazing. I, I love it. And I'm sure they're just looking at you and, you know, mesmerized. And I just, it, you know, it's so interesting to hear you. You're, you're touching complete opposite age groups, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think sometimes we forget the impact that we can have. And that's why I agree. And that's why I wanted to talk about confidence tonight, because I think if we could, if our listener, our viewers could realize that if they would just be confident in who they are and what God made them specifically, uh, they would be so overwhelmed and overjoyed when they exude that on someone else. It doesn't matter if you're 11 or 80 people in this world need to know that they've got purpose and that they've got confidence and that there's hope to have confidence if you lost your confidence. So at the end of the day, I, you know, the reason why I feel powerful when I walk in a room is because I know when you deliver joy and hope to people, it, it is so, you feel like such a, you feel so powerful, like a, you can take on the world that it disarms the enemy. He gets all flipped out and can't figure out your strategy. And, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing. So yeah, we, we should do that every day, every day when you're, no matter what, when someone walks in. Yeah, and everybody can do that. I, I love the way you said that, right, guys? Were you going to say something? I'm sorry, Seth. Were you going to say no, something? No, I'm agreeing with you. Everybody okay. can. Yeah, it just, it just hit me right there. You know, everybody can do that. And that's that's the, the beautiful thing tied yes. into what you're saying. I mean, the ops manual, that's great. But, you know, everybody says you have to do this, you have to do this. And everybody has seven steps to this, 27 steps to be that fooey. <laughs> it's just I one agree. step. And that's to the place where you get on your knees. And you say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do today? I mean, all of us go through difficult times. And uh, there's times we don't know what we're doing or why we're doing or where we are sometimes. And But he does. And uh, old Paul, he, he'll say this a lot of the time. I, I've known the guy. Actually, he's right above you. If you look up like with a Brady Bunch, you're looking right at Paul, Janine, on my screen. But anyway, Paul, <laughs> he's right there. You know, he'll always say, uh, you know, we just look at this one day at a time. And we're going to see what happens one day at a time. That goes against our very nature because we want everything to be figured out. One day at a time lets you go in the room, like you said, Janine, and know that the one who already planned the room, planned what's happening, is there. Every morning, Janine, if you go on Facebook, Stephanie and Tank put out a whole series. I mean, I'm, I'm so impressed. I'm way over my grade, my scale, grade scale on doing some of this stuff. I mean, they're a couple of aces on this. They really are. But when, when they put these things out, they mix it beautifully between things like you're saying, where it says, hey, what about that? Some saying that really hits home. And then they'll say something themselves. And then Stephanie will come on and just say something like, are you kidding? Really? I mean, she's just real. And then Tank will be looking at her like, 
Yeah, that makes sense. It is such a great thing. They're reaching all kinds of people, like you say, but I think we can do that. And uh, it's the littlest thing when we realize Christ in us each day. And I don't, I don't want to sound like a preacher. I, I'm really reaching age. I don't want to sound like a preacher at all. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I got you see, got the collars. No collars open. There's, you know, it's just a uh, something to me. I this program is reaching a lot of people because of people saying things like you're saying, Janine, and like like they say each day. And I know Paul teaches, and that I, I get texts down and people will say, you know, we turned this on. We had so much fun with everybody. All of a sudden, we remember. Do you know what they said? Hmm, that's interesting. I never thought of that. And it's really simple, but God makes it powerful. And uh, so I'm unplugged now. I'm done. Okay, now let's keep going. This this is really good. This is good. Paul, what do you think? <laughs> I like the way you said. Uh, I I think I remember you saying it's it comes down to prayer. Yeah. <laughs> thought you know once you're on your knees you have to read the book Seven Ways to Pray Effectively. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> you know it just gets so confusing. Uh, there was there was an evangelist named A. A. Allen a number of years ago. A dec- you know, decades ago, and a, a quote that he gave that I, I just want to throw in because I think it's important. He said, before you can walk as Christ walked or talk as Christ talked, you first you first must learn to begin to think as Christ thought. Amen. And, uh, you know, to to. To to be able to uh, um, we. It, Oh, it is so simple to make things complex and so hard to make things simple. Uh, but but simply loving people where they are, trusting in who you are in Christ. Uh, Janine, I like what you had to say about that. One, Let me throw a question out and, and you all kick back here. Uh, I think there are a couple of things that we need to consider as, as Christians. One is our standing in Christ. In Christ, we stand complete. Right. I mean, right. we are we're in, in Christ. We're we're perfected, uh, as Jesus said, be perfect, even as my father in heaven is perfect. So in Christ, we stand complete. Our state, on the other hand, uh, is so confusing sometimes, even though we are complete in Christ, we are so disintegrated uh, in, in our approach. So. Uh, can you can each of you kind of address that? Does that mean anything to you? Our state and our standing, our standing in Christ complete, our state confusing. But regardless of what state we're in, we are yeah. we are redeemed children of God who have a gift to share. You know, Amen. so uh, I think we get trapped by our state sometime. For example, saying, "Well, I." I'm I'm not smart enough. Like you said, Janine, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good looking enough. I don't have the right education. Da, 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 da. Well, that's all talking about state. You can deal with those kind of things. But our standing in Christ is uh, we we've been given this wonderful message, like the man in John 9:25 when he says, Hey, I, I don't understand all the ins and outs of this, but I can tell you one thing. I used to be blind, but now I can see. And I, and I think, you know, if we, can you talk to that or have I muddied the waters? You know, I. Oh, it's good. I would love to talk about that from my perspective mm-hmm. of going on an operation in a foreign country where you know no one. Mm-hmm. Before you go, you're trained that you have to anchor. You have to have an anchor. 
So when you get in a situation where things are chaotic, it's dark, you can't see, you don't know anyone, you're having anxiety, you go back to your anchor. And whatever that anchor is makes you feel solid and you can operate and complete the mission. So I compare what you're asking to anchoring in Jesus and knowing that he is the one that has it, does it, did it, and Mm -hmm. is all things. And he's the one that brings the joy, the confidence, the strategy, the whatever you need at the moment, even if you didn't pre- pair. You can see somebody across the room and he give you the things, the words, the compassion that he's feeling and you go deliver it. So in a weird sort of way, you can change your state by delivering what's inside of you Mm -hmm. instead of trying to deliver your flesh or your soul. You deliver what's inside of you and release it. And that changes my state every time. And it's the same way when you, when you do an operation You have to bring yourself back and say, what do I know that I know that I know? I know this is my name. I know, you know, they have a way that they train you. Well, maybe we should train in that more, train in who we are. And that way it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter how you feel, what your state was. If you would just release what's inside of you. I mean, think about it. Have you guys ever been in a war room before? You know how you go like in a war just where a deacon you know, meeting. Going, yeah, I was going to say that deacon, deacon meeting. Oh, totally right. It's yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> you go into the war room or a deacon meeting, <laughs> and you are the one that has the when you know who you are, you have the authority to re- release the light. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Anything that opposes light has to flee. On its own. You don't have to do any superpower or any gyrations. It just happens. And that is the way I like to look at it, is just releasing what's inside of you. And I think of myself as instead of living from my body to my soul to my spirit, I have flipped the script. And I live from my spirit through my soul, through my body. And it's back. And living backwards, they kind of awesome. (laughs) when you're when you're coaching people Steph do you see do you see state and standing do you do is that a concept you can was that me transfer yeah like if you have a person who who are caught they're caught in the state that they're in okay whether they're you know overweight or have you know purpose or no purpose or whatever but but to help them understand that the, they're standing you know um can you address that how do you do that when you're coaching people yeah you know i was thinking about myself this whole time okay. so i think yeah Good. i do that with coaching people um well, it's it's probably yeah. similar as i tend to have a lot of female clients and we tend to be more emotional. And uh, sometimes that can really derail me, you know? I don't feel like it today, or it's just a hard day, or the kids, everybody needs something, whatever. And that's very common with with clients too, right? Um, Life is happening. And so we know that we are more than our feelings. We know God has given us purpose. And the anchoring, I, I just have to share this part because I actually have an anchor tattoo on my foot with, which has a cross in it. And I, and it's on my foot because 
what's so cool about an anchor and there's lots of metaphors i'm sure i won't even get right in scripture but um you don't need an anchor if you're in the shallow water you need an anchor if you're in over your head <laughs> and i feel like a lot of times in life we're in over our head and for women especially that's emotional stuff and god is the one that can calm us can bring us back that we know that is the consistent no matter what what right and i I mean, I say that I'd like to live in the shallow water, but the truth is that I don't because growth doesn't happen to change. God doesn't show up really with everything's just smooth. You know, it's not as obvious. And I find the same thing with clients. Um, I really think everybody needs a coach. It doesn't matter if it's health or business or spiritual. We all need coaches in our life. And um, when you realize how much God wants for you and is there for you and all you have to do is just reach out um that is i think a very powerful thing because we really aren't meant to do it alone and whenever we try to do it alone it doesn't work out i just think <laughs> you do like peter yeah. peter started yeah. to sing then yeah. tread water like a waterfall yeah um yeah so for me i'll do two levels i'll do personal so before i operate i pray that i have rapid wisdom to do the right thing um uh the hands to carry it out and the fortitude to, to so um because sometimes you're going to get into something like a trauma case where you're going to open a hematoma and it's going to be squirting at your face so your adrenaline goes up and you can't go up too high or you get a tremor so you got to control your brain and for patients um you know usually post-op i just tell them you know they thank me for my surgery and i say and they recover, and I say, it wasn't me. I mean, just a simple incision, right? I cut the skin and the fat to say down a muscle, and I suture that together, but that's gonna heal. That's the miracle that I get to see, right? And I tell them, yeah, I just, I did, you got healed you well, I, I hurt you. <laughs> Literally, I'll tell them that, I hurt you. It's just, you know, I'm, I stand back to make sure it all heals right, that there's not a leak in an intestinal hookup that I had to do, or, you know, that's my job. And coach, if you do you take out someone's lung and they don't want to get out of bed. Now, if they don't get out of bed, they're going to die. Mm -hmm. They'll get in their legs or pneumonia. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll walk patients in the hallway. Amen. Well, <clears throat> that's a good answer. How's that, Paul? Three three home runs. Boom, boom, I'm boom. That. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Joe? What do you got? Yep. I'm just sitting, I'm just loving this. I'm just loving this, taking this in because, uh, you know, I, I think we, when we go through life age-wise, you know, we get, we get older uh, and, you know, maybe Paul was one that says, somebody told me once, you know, there's an old saying, we age like a fine wine. I said, and, and actually I'm, sometimes I feel like vinegar. It's not getting any better. It's just vinegar, right? It's not working. So, but then I have to do just what you were saying, Janine, to step back and say, wait a minute. Okay, God, you're you're in charge here. I gave you the control panel. So what do you want to do with this? And then there's another old saying that, that I hear so often that, uh, in fact, I was talking with the guy we're going to have. Vance Greek will be with us from Texas. He used to sing with John Davidson and Andy Williams and all these guys. And what a great Christian. His son is a, we used to be a coach at, at Prestonwood. And, uh, anyway, he's a great guy. And, and he said, you know, Joe, sometimes even through all of my life, and, and he's older than me, but he said, 
I can't even figure out the questions, let alone try to discover answers. And sometimes that flips on me, Janine. You know, I used to think I had all the answers. Not all, but you know what I'm saying. We had a bunch of answers because we've studied the scripture. We've been through life. We've seen this. We've seen that. But then I like to think I'm getting to the place like Janine was sharing, where you, uh, maybe those aren't the answers. And maybe we don't know quite what they are. Maybe they're just in front of what the answer really is. And you're just moving it slightly to see what's behind the curtain. And God wants to do that with what's happening. So some of those fixed answers are things that you would say, you'd never just use a fixed answer, but you would be kind of going back to that pole, knowing who you are. But in a way, you just have to move some of those out behind your mind as you're listening to someone and just say, you know, like the very beginning of ministry, I don't have a clue. And then after 50 years of ministry, you revert back. You know, I really don't have a clue. But I know the one that does. And I know he loves you. And I know he's there. And I'll walk the road with you. And we'll discover it together. But it's a daily basis of discovering that. And I think when we do that, I like the reverse synopsis that you gave, Jane, starting inside and working your way out. I think we can only do that when we walk with God a certain amount of years. And like Tank shared, once we allow God to have taught us things, and we step back and we say, wow, I didn't see that coming, but now I see what you're saying. All of a sudden, we can do, I think, what Janine's saying. Hey, this is going to be another day. I don't know what it means, but strap in, hold on. We're almost to the top, and here we go. And it's going to come up at the other end. Well, enough said. I could get wound up on that one, but uh, that's that's kind of what what I'm thinking in that. And uh, I really like the way you said that. And, and Stephanie, what you guys do in the morning, I know it blesses a lot of people, both of you. I get people who share that with me. I pray for you guys in my prayer time over that, if, if you look at that. And then I'll see where you've been speaking to people. I'll go through Facebook. Some of my friends, I'll be praying for you, Janine. And then uh, I don't go, go, go by a day, really. I don't like to go a day without calling my buddy Paul after it. For 450 years of friendship, <laughs> you know, and, and talking with him because it's great to have somebody like that in your life too that you could share with that way. Well, gonna, and, I had a I had a revelation when you were talking just now, Joe. Um, for anyone who is in t- anyone that operates a computer, you know that you you have to update it. Yeah. And they push updates to you. Yeah. And if they don't push the update and you don't accept the update, then it everything operates awry. And then yeah. viruses get in and then you get sickly and then your whole computer crashes and nothing works. Yeah. So I'd like to propose yeah. that the way you operate as we age is that we allow God to push updates to us. Amen. And the only way that can happen uh, is through his word Amen. and through prayer. Because Amen. then when he pushes an update, then buddy, you are just as operational as a per- as a computer that is 10 years old or one year old. If they have been pushed the update, you can type the same word document on the same category on the same and so at the end of the day, it doesn't, age doesn't matter. Really nothing matters except that you receive and you say yes to the update. There you go. It's a good one. And when you do hit the same buttons, it's the same things you learn, like you're saying, but all of a sudden, well, now how about that? Huh, Jenny? How about that? 
love that's it. a shortcut. That's right. That's a shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever we can't get things to work, Stephanie, come on, I'll say, Stephanie, we hit the right button. Do we get the right button on what we're signed up for tonight? You know, so it always works. I assumed before it was a thing. And so I kind of had an advantage ahead of people because I, I work with people all over the country, right? So I was able to help with that kind of, you just never know where God will say, hey, you know this thing, go help somebody out. Amen. That's right. Okay. That's what it's about. Amen. Uh, you know what? I got to do one thing real quick, and then I'm going to turn it back over, and you guys take us out for 10 minutes and just keep sharing. We're going really high tech now. It, it's been a, a little bit, Janine, since you've been with us. We are up with Fox News. In fact, we had uh, <laughs> Fox News 4. Ray was with us again, and and uh, he said, you're really upgrading. You're up to Fox. You know, we're a, 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 a show that comes to you each week because – you all donate. I, I, I can't even share the names of people that donate. It's, it's always a way that helps us to stay on the air because uh, we pay the bills that way. So we have an address for you to go to. It's very easy to find. This is our address. And our, here comes our high tech moment. You ready? Another drum roll, Steph. It looks just like this. That's our address right there. You just go to bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations and there it is bbsradio.com forward slash capital r raising capital e expectations and then there's the magic button donation tab (laughs) if you hit that whatever god lays on your heart that goes right to paypal and it is covered by the fbi I might have stretched that one a little. I don't know. But it's very safe, and you're really good with the FBI. I think my nose is growing, Stephanie. That's right, like Pinocchio. But anyway, you will be covered, and it will be safe. And uh, they'll take care of that. And it's very impressive, and uh, take good care of this sign. So if you'll go to that, that's enough said. Ministers are not good at collecting money, but the Holy Spirit is, so he's, he'll talk to you. If you can donate to us, that would be great. Okay. Hey, Janine. Give us a thought, anything you want to share, and then we've got 10 minutes. Let's go ahead and share it out before we wrap up. So, you know, when you were saying that about giving, um, a lot of times uh, being at, I'm over 60. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you some uh, reasons why I justify that I can't do something. I say, well, I'm single. I don't have a husband that I can go to for money. So I'm responsible for my income. I'm 61. I run a ranch. I have, you know, I make up all these reasons why in my mind, I think, well, I can't give anything that would make a difference. And what God always tells me is exactly what that dude in the Bible told the lady with the oil he, he didn't say, voila, and now you've got money. He said, ma'am, what do you have in your hands? Yeah. You give that. That is important. That has relevance. That is significant. So even if you just have a little bit of oil, yeah. it's significant. And a lot of times I don't. I, the enemy tells me, well, you don't have enough or it's not going to make a difference. And the answer to that is wrong because it is significant. Anything that you have in your hands that you give and not just money. If you just have this much joy or this much confidence or this much word in you, if you will just give what you have, um, 
then it will be multiplied and God takes it from there. So what a she cool does, way to live. She, she did such a great job on that, didn't she? Maybe we should record this. And <laughs> thanks, Janine. That's, that's so true. Yeah, so true. Share. Thanks for sharing your heart with us. Yeah. Well, I don't think God would have increased it if she hadn't poured it out. Amen. You know? That's how it is. You know, exactly. pour it out. He's not, he's under no obligation to pour it in. Uh, you know, uh, and I, I think that's some. Here's a question. Let's bat this one around for a second. Do you think as Christians, as those who are Christ followers and have been redeemed by the blood of Christ, okay, do you think Christians work toward victory or do they work from victory? Amen. Is that a good question? Well, I'm, th- I'm singing my Sunday morning song now. I think I think we should operate from victory okay I don't think that that is where most of us operate from though okay I, I, I've had to learn to operate from victory you know you go through a storm and when the storm is bigger than you you got to turn to God There's, mm-hmm. you 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 pray for what you can't control and you, you work on what you can't, right? So if I know God's already won the battle, so I just got to sit back, wait, and yeah. it's time. I saw this wonderful thing today. It says, God talks to me the way I talk to deer on the highway. Like, don't be stupid. Stay where you are. Don't be dumb, you know? <laughs> I, I think sometimes, boy, there's so much truth in that kind of that kind of stuff, you know? But I asked the question about working from victory because it is a matter of perspective and who we are in yeah. Christ. Um, and and um, I think it's sort of... Uh, another thing, Janine, I appreciate what you've shared with us tonight as well. But uh, another thought I had as you were talking um is that we we really our lives really are testimonies of what we believe about god Amen. Uh, it, it, i mean that we live it out every day what we believe and 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 to, it's exciting to see people catch that and mm-hmm. and be transformed by that because it's a transform it's a transformational thought uh that we we really do live what we believe and uh and, and I just want to let you know we pray for you and encourage you in your walk because God's just doing some wonderful things, you know, as he's launched you into this, you know, new career. Um, <laughs> just and, and, and actually, it's not necessarily a new career. It's just a different, it's a little different take on the career you've always had, you know, mm-hmm. in Christ. But it's exciting to watch, you know, and, and to hear Steph and Tank and, and how that's applied. Uh, Joe and I as pastors, it's easy for pastors to live in a bubble. We can just, you know, we hang with Christian people and, you know, and of course we deal. (laughs) I'll make a confession. Sometimes I felt like a human garbage can, you know, I mean, you just, you you sit there and people come dump on you or the guy who comes in your office and said, Hey, I had a couple hours and I didn't have anything to do. So I just thought I'd come and, you know, mess your time. Uh, and so, um, being pastors living in bubbles when it's easy for any Christian to live in a bubble if their sole purpose is just to hang with other believers, you know, Mm -hmm. but if if we're not out there living our lives, sharing what we believe about Christ and offering ourselves 
to cooperate with him on what he's doing. Okay, Tank, to bounce off what you said, he's the healer, he's the perfecter. But to share that, what a joy that is uh, to, to be able to just open your life and live your life according to what you believe about God. And I think that's that's one of the things that is so treacherous today because there are cultural efforts to take that away. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and we have to be on guard because uh, we, we've got to keep doing what we know we believe to be true, regardless of what culture or government has to say about that. We have wonderful freedom in Christ and nothing should impede that. Right. So I want to just, right. <laughs> uh, just mm-hmm. want to share those thoughts, but keep doing it, Janine, you know, Tank, Steph, Joe, uh, the Lord takes great joy. He loves you so much and, uh, and just delights to live his life through you. What a joy. Yeah. It's an adventure, right? Every day is an adventure. See what's coming next, you know. Totally, totally. Have you ever floated in the Dead Sea? Yeah, I did. Yes. Floating seems float well, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's totally what I was thinking of, Paul, when you said that, because at the end of the day, that is some nasty tasting water if you accidentally <laughs> get it in your mouth. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so the thing is. The Dead Sea is dead. It doesn't release. If you release what's inside of you every day, that is why you're so alive and adventurous and live such a, 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 a exciting, joyful life because you're releasing it. And guess what? He has to put more in you so you can give more, which means you're not stagnant and dead. So if anybody's feeling kind of foggy headed, or tired, or dead, or almost dead in your soul, Hmm. Go find somebody and release it. Release what little piece of joy you've got or what little piece of advice or a little piece of anything and just unplug it so that you can. So I kind of love that thought process. Well, amen. Boy, that's a great, excuse me, Tank, quick thought. I got 60 seconds. Yeah. So I just want to say, you know, Jean, you're you're such a light and, and I hope I can just see how God's working through you on all these ideas. I mean, before it was the older guy in the restaurant. Now it's the kids. Now it's the athletes. God is through giving you this light to these people. I hope you're keeping track of these so you can document these and either speak about them, write a book, whatever, because, you know, you just change people. Amen. Thank you. Absolutely. I remember when you guys prayed for me and asked me to go there. So thank you all for helping me get started. Amen. Yeah, just keep right on rolling. Amen. Well, I tell you what, that time's just about up. We need a two-hour show. Gene's just getting going. This is great. We would have a lot more to share. But uh, hey, thanks, guys. Janine, thanks for being the blessing you are. It's such a privilege. We count it an honor to have you with us. And we know that you touched a lot of lives tonight. And you did exactly what we're called, raised expectations with the joy of Christ that's in your life. And uh, we all got blessed by it, too. Everybody say amen, did you? Amen. I must be an old Baptist. and saying amen, huh, Paul? Watch out. <laughs> anyway, and we just look forward. We'll be praying for you. We'll be in touch. We hope to have you back again. We sure hope that'll work on your schedule. We'll bring you back. We're just getting a climb.
clientele of special people like you at the top of the list that people look forward to hearing from. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being with us tonight on tonight's version of Raising Expectation. And like we often say, if you didn't get your expectations raised tonight, lift your arm, put your finger here, check your pulse, because you might not be with us, because the expectations should have really picked up tonight. God's with you. You're in our prayers. Janine, you're in our prayers. We look forward to talking to you real soon. Drop us lines, drop us notes, and if the Lord leads, drop us a yellow tab, whatever works. But God bless and keep you. And the words of uh, Dale Evans and Roy Rogers, happy trails to you until we meet again. That was pretty philosophical, right, Paul? That was, <laughs> that was in your honor with the horses. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night, Janine. Bye. Right. Bye. <laughs> Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous. But most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom. It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.